You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenda Geek from our mobile studio in St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, that's what our problem was. You're on vacation. I'm over here working like a dog in Norman, Oklahoma. I'm Jamie Jennings. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 17th, episode 3040, brought to you by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. That's right. I am in the back of the horse trailer in the mobile studio. We are camping this week in St. Augustine, right down from where Jamie got married. Somewhere yeah, down there. right down the street. Right down the you street. don't know where I, I wouldn't tell you where it was. I, you no, know. you didn't. I noticed that. <laughs> but today we are joined by a couple of winners. The winner of the USEF three star eventing national championships. We have a national champion on with us. Elisa Wallace is joining us. She uh, competed in Maryland over the weekend and did quite well. We'll hear all about that. And also, thoroughbred makeover auditor Colleen Nolan Tran took second place overall in freestyle. And Jamie Woo-hoo! will tell you how hard it is to win freestyle at the thoroughbred makeover. I can't tell you how hard it is because <laughs> I didn't come close. So, and she was also apparently the top amateur so she was very excited with how she did um although we had to postpone her interview by a few minutes this morning because she went home to a lame horse not the one she competed but a different one pulled its shoe and came up lame and the farrier's there right now so it never it doesn't matter what kind of champion you are horses still humble you every single horses minute. are horses <laughs> every single time all right daily winnies Happy birthday to one of our horse lovers, cruisers, and auditors, Carol Carter. Happy birthday to you, Carol. And also, I have to thank everyone, I mean a lot of you, for the advice on killing fruit flies. I got emails, I got messages on the auditor room, I got private messages, and I got texts. How's Uh, it going? Well, we took the cups and we put the plastic over them. We put vinegar in the cup, put the plastic over it, punched holes in the top, and that was the ticket. We caught a bazillion of those little buggers. So before we left, we threw all those away, sealed them up so they couldn't escape, and then we set a new batch out. So I'm hoping by the time we get home, the fruit flies will be gone. Hoping. Good luck with that, buddy. That's my hope. That or they're going to have been breeding. (laughs) Yes. The whole house will be filled with them. But apparently, uh, you all heard Friday's request for help, and uh, I got a lot of responses. So we tried that one first before we bought any of the uh, fancy contraptions from Amazon. That's next, if this doesn't work. But now, it's your turn. (laughs) 
Well, we had a lovely time on our vacation over the weekend. We did one of those staycations, which um, we drove down to. Now, it, this we, I say we, is Lucas and Chad and I went down and we met Larissa, my friend, and her husband and their two kids, which is great because my kid has kids to play with and my husband has a husband to play with. So it worked out great. She, uh, They were like, what do you want to do? We're like, we want to sit around and talk about horses. What are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> what else do you do with your horse friend? But we went down to Hugo, uh, Ar- Hugo, Arizona, Oklahoma, and went and visited the Endangered Ark Foundation. It's a, a, a like a place for retired circus elephants. And so they had to go somewhere when they outlawed circus elephants, I guess. So they went down and it was a really neat experience. And they bring some over and you get to feed them. I get to feed them some celery and just, t- you know, Horse chicks especially love elephants and giraffes and all those kind of like big, powerful animals. And it was really nice. And, you know, it was really cool, Glenn, because we were talking. We're like, man, seems like these are actually easier than horses. (laughs) Do they need a farrier? Do they have to have their feet trimmed? He put he he, they they all put their feet up on it. Fun fact. Did you know that elephants sweat out of their cuticles? That's right. You have to keep their feet. Yeah, around their nails. That's where they sweat. And so they elephants in the wild will take sticks and like rub on their cuticles and stuff because if they blocked, they can't sweat. So it's like a big problem. So they put their feet up on the thing. They're like, here you go. Here's my foot. Give me a cookie kind of thing. It was really cool. Um, Do they have to trim them? Yeah, they they actually they were like, some of you, if you have horses, you might recognize it was like a rasp. It's like a hoof rasp, and they teach elephant to put their little foot up on the pedestal, and then they rasp. They always look kind of soft to me, and not really hard like a horse's foot. It's like a big callus, basically, I guess. So, so he was like, think about like you know, if you go to get a pedicure, they use a pet egg. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, But what was really cool is that we were driving out, and we're like, these things are so great. This seems like so much easier than horses. And then we get on this little wagon and we're driving around to all the paddocks and all the elephants have, they have like 300 acres and there are six, 14 or 16 elephants there, all Asian elephants, all retired from the circus and then walking around and there's like a paddock over on the left and it was like electric wire. Like that looks no big deal. And then we go down and there's a paddock on the right. But what we did notice is there's like a person sitting with the elephants in each paddock. And I was like, well, that sounds like a fun job. You know, like they're just <laughs> hanging out day. with elephants all day. <laughs> Do you know why? Because they keep they escaping they there to keep them from escaping. <laughs> they're all damn Zeus. Like, Never mind. <laughs> Not easier. You have to pay somebody per hour to sit out there. So they get turned out and they go to these paddocks every day and then they come in at night. And um, yeah, imagine turning your horses out and having to get a folding chair. There was like a guy with like a folding <laughs> was chair. Was he have a stick or something? What do you think? They just sit there. I guess if like something happens, they radio in. I don't know. But that there's a boring job. That is not easier. In, yeah, in just, Oklahoma heat. Mm-hmm. Just sit out there with the elephants all day and hang out. Watch them. Hey, Bill, get away from the fence. Back up. Okay, good boy. You know, like, that was it. It was uh, crazy. So that's when Chad realized that we should not trade our horses for elephants. How many elephants do they have? I think 14 or 16. I can't remember exactly. How much do they eat in a day? It was 
insane. So they were saying they drink like 350 gallons of water and basically the equivalent of like one elephant will eat a round bale in a day and a half. I mean, that's a lot of hay. They eat a 50 pound, basically think of a feed sack. They eat one of those every day. 50 pounds of grain a day. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the produce, they eat produce like like 25 pounds of produce a day and 50 pounds of grain and like 600 pounds of hay. I can't remember the amount of hay, but it was because I think I blocked it out because I was like, this is terrifying. So it's really cool that they kind of fill up and they give um, an hour with you get like an almost like a little elephant educational course and then you get to drive around and see them all and then go and feed it and it was 50 bucks per person and you know all that money just goes i can't imagine they're making money on this place okay <laughs> it's a labor of love At 50 pounds of grain a day no they're not <laughs> and somebody asked me did they look happy and i'm like i guess i mean they're not in a cage they're out in pastures they get all this food they get baths they uh, one of the elephants out there is like 72 or something. I mean, they live for dang ever. I didn't know they lived that long. Yeah. Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, oh, this is the old one. And like, you know, and so th th think about having an old horse. They have an old elephant. They have to chop the hay and soak the hay for a elephant. Think of like, that's like 800. That's a lot of chopping, Glenn. And then they have to soak the senior feed for the elephant. Like, it's, I think of like how difficult a senior yeah. horse is. To yeah, a senior horse. And, and we get them for three or four years. They're probably having that one for 30. She's okay. probably been a senior, yeah, yeah for since I was born in 1967. And that's when we started chopping hay. Yeah, they are they're seniors forever. So it was pretty, they, they did a good job taking care of them. And you, and you know, slept there, right? No, I no. we okay. well, we camped. We slept That's a what couple I miles away. Oh, you yeah, slept a we, few miles away. Okay. Got we it. camped two nights and I will tell you that I made a really good decision a while back of like I bought this like squishy egg crate thing to put on the ground and it has been lovely every time I've camped. But this time we backed in and our little area was on concrete. And so it just wasn't quite enough, you know, like Hitting those Squishy elbows. Egg on, yeah. And I'm a side sleeper. My hips were like going down. You know, so I'm like, that's it. There's a there's a Walmart in Hugo, Oklahoma. Don't go there. Drugs are bad. But we're walking around the Walmart and Chad's like, I'm getting an air mattress. And it was like this cool like air mattress where you plug it in and you turn it on, it deflates, inflates, and if it gets low in the middle of the night, it pumps itself. It's like sciencey kind of thing. Let me tell you something. That thing. Filled up so much. Chad wakes up the next morning and he's like, that was the best night's sleep. Oh, it was so great. I'm like, I want to kill you right now. It was uh, it was so full. It was hard as a rock. I didn't sleep at all. It was terrible. Everything was terrible. You could have avoided buying that and slept on the ground. I would have rather slept on the concrete than <laughs> Why is it that husband and wives thing? never have the same anything? They I'm don't like, have the same way they like, like the bed. They don't have the same uh -huh. way they like the air conditioning. They don't have the same way they like the food. They don't have the same anything. No. And then imagine this. I la I'm like, it's too hard. I can't lay on this brick anymore. And so I let some air out and an air mattress. Oh, it's like, Bleh! and the husband just rolls on top of me. Like, oh my God, get off. I need to sleep. <laughs> I see so, camping yeah, still your favorite thing. Camping is still my favorite thing. I'm like, where's the hotel? Can it just drive there? It's horrible. We uh, 
we had a better we had a better Saturday than you did. We we, we didn't come camp. By the way, when we're camping, we have a nice bed, air conditioner, and all that stuff. Yeah, in the living quarters. Camping. Just yeah, thought I'd say that. Um, but we on Saturday before we headed out to the campground, we decided to do another round of Nigel loading. So Jennifer's horse, Nigel, thoroughbred, big thoroughbred. He looks much bigger than he actually is in those pictures. But um, he's always had trouble loading. We had a ramp trailer before, straight load, plenty of room, high ceilings, the whole thing. And he's just always not wanted to load. He would stand with his front feet on the ramp and just stand there until he decided it was time. Sometimes it was five minutes and she would do the Monty thing. And, you know, he just didn't like the trailer for some reason. So then we get a step up, <laughs> starting all over again, and a slant load. So we get the living quarters, and we've been practicing. She's taken her time. It's been months worth of practicing, getting them in, letting them eat, ha- hang out, all that stuff. And he now Scooter, who this is a big step up for Scooter into this uh, step up trailer. I mean, a big step up. It probably comes mostly Jump, to his chest. He just leaps, takes a flying leap in, and he takes a flying leap out. He's so happy. He just there's hay in there. I'm jumping in. Yeah. So we he, Nigel's been getting a little better. On Saturday morning, we thought, we'll take him, drive him to a, a trailhead somewhere, walk him around, put him back in, take him home. Two attempts to get him in on the first try took about 20 seconds. After the second attempt, he, he walks in. On the, way, on the way home, we thought, oh, this is going to be a half an hour. So on the way home, he got in the first time he walked right on. Oh, we were so excited. Anybody that's had a tough trailer loader, especially over a long period of time, when he did that, it was like, we might actually win this. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to win this war. (laughs) And he was great. He didn't want to get out then because he has to back out and he has to step down and he's not that coordinated. So he he, he's finally figuring that part out a little bit, too. Scooter, he's so small, he can just turn around and leap out. But yeah, so we were very excited before we actually then had to clean out the trailer and make it into a camper and head out. But uh, I, we were just so excited. I, Jennifer was on cloud nine all day. Oh, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Come on now. <laughs> the World Equestrian Center is doing their thing right now in Ocala, and they have a ton to do. As I said, they have multiple conference centers, 10 restaurants, a variety of things that go on over there both horsey and canine and non-canine. Last weekend, they had the home show, apparently took up one or two of the conference centers. Uh, And there's also still time to place your entries and reserve your stalls for the 2022 Fall Show Series at the World Equestrian Center. The series consists of four weeks of premier hunter slash or Hunter Level 6 Jumper Competition from November 9th through November 20th and December 7th through December 18th. You can go to their website to find that. They also have all kinds of other shows and activities going on, including a dressage show right now. So if you want to check out all the variety or if you're driving past on Route 75 heading to Disney World or heading south in Florida, it's only 10 minutes off. You have to stop and uh, eat at one of the restaurants and check the place out. It is Disneyland for horse people. People. Uh, the World Equestrian Center, it's a must-see. Visit worldequestriancenter.com. And of course, there over the weekend was a Maryland competition for eventers, and it was a three-star and a five-star. It was also the national championships uh, for the three-star. And we have the winner coming up next. I'm so proud to welcome to the show, Alisa Wallace. Hello, friend. Hey, guys. How are you doing? 
Oh, we're doing great. Are you dry? So you're on your way home right now? Yes, we are. We are getting closer. We're about five hours away from Ocala. Okay, that's right. You're not in Georgia anymore. You got a little further to go. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Tell tell me about your weekend. Um, yeah, thanks so much. So I had my two horses competing, Let It Be Lee. Um, he's off track thoroughbred and then Rick and Corsair, uh, who is a Holsteiner warm blood that uh, I've actually gotten just this year. And um for my Lee horse, he was kind of dropping down a couple of levels to build up his confidence again because he's had kind of a, a bad luck season, it seems, poor horse, just with um, having shoes pulled and slipping and all kinds of things. And then um, Kaz has um, has been kind of like a steady progression for us. And so, um, yeah, it, it turned out I ended up winning on Kaz which I was shooting for the top 10 and uh, came away with the win. And um, Lee ended up not being quite where I wanted him in the prize givings, but it was a good overall uh, for him to kind of finish up on. So it sounds like it with, with Lee, you had some issues because I know that they were talking about in the, um, when you were doing your show jumping, the announcers were talking about how it's like eventing will give you the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And here you go. Uh, and, you just yeah. deliver the most amazing round. So talk about that. Uh, right. So Lee was um, slotted number two uh, to go, which actually worked out for him because he had some rain on Thursday and he's also, he's not a mutter. Um, and uh, it actually, it worked out to be really good footing, but it, um, he had very fresh ground, which, which was great. Cause by the time that Kaz went going in some spots where it was still shady, you know, it was kind of deep in some spots still, but overall, really good footing. Um, but Lee is the type of horse that would rather run on concrete. He's <laughs> he's special that way. Um, and so he was super good on cross country. However, I had a moment where I almost fell off trying to leave the arena because they had the speaker, there's speakers and an exit and the horses had been coming in from the other side. Um, and so he thought I was completely crazy and trying to turn right and he turned left and we ended up doing a circle. Um, and we were 14 seconds slow, unfortunately. But when I go, when I went back on my helmet cam, which is handy, I could see how long that circle took me and it was exactly 14 seconds. <laughs> so, uh, I would have been spot on the time, but then for him show jumping wise, again, he's still kind of building his confidence back and Maryland is amazing uh, venue to go to while they're still growing, um, you know, cause it's only, it's the second year that it's uh, been going. Um, but there is, there's really good atmosphere and um, there's a lot of people there. And um, so Lee is still working on learning how to deal with his emotions. And when he gets nervous and he gets a little crooked, um, and so unfortunately I had four rails down with him in that first go, uh, in show jump. And I just kind of thought, okay. And I just kept myself distracted. I didn't watch anybody else go. I just waited for Kaz to come back up, um, for my show jump. And, um, and kind of the same thing happened to me on Kaz and cross country. I went out on cross country and 
about two minutes in, they waved, they flagged me down because we ended up having a hold on course. Cause I think a pen went down, a fringeable pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, cause we had just gotten into like our groove and I've been working all season with him trying to get closer to the time because he's a bigger horse, like he's a bigger warm blood dude. He's like, not like, t- like my thoroughbreds that I ride. And he, he's a very good jumper. So sometimes he spends a lot of time in the air. And he's also strong. So it's been kind of a learning curve uh, this season to kind of figure out things that work. Um, so we had that probably like six-minute hold. And he was a good boy because he was pretty relaxed. And then I was able to pick him up and just kind of hammered on. And, um, and it can always be tricky when you have a hold about making time and stuff. But they're really good there. And, um, he cruised around and and again, it was my first long, it was on him and it was pretty long. It was nine minutes, 38 seconds was optimum time. Um, and he ended up doing pretty well, kept second place and it was a pretty tight, uh, horse race because Hannah, you know, Hannah Sue is amazing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, she made time. And so it, it all came down to show jump day. Um, and this is part of the reason why we, we initially kind of found looks for Kaz because he's a very strong show jumping horse. So I had a lot of confidence coming in on Sunday. Um, and again, I just stayed relaxed and distracted. And uh, I guess I, I'm trying to, I've been trying to watch it back, but they were having, uh, seemed a lot of problems in the show jump. Um, but Kaz made it feel super easy and um, we were able to jump clear and uh, ended up taking the win. It was amazing. So let's go back to the cross country because I watched on your helmet cam when you did get that hold, it appeared that you were holding with a bull. Is that, was there Halloween decorations out there? Why was there like a giant Uh, plastic cow out in the cross country uh, course? Yeah, that was, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the theme was. There was um, a couple of dinosaurs as well. Um, there's like a brontosaurus and a stegosaurus a little further down. And then we had the longhorn. Um, but there was like a Ferris wheel jump in the back. So I'm going to go with maybe like a zoo. Okay. It's like a fair, like a fair or something. What is fair hill? So there, exactly. So, so that's, that's kind of what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was it's awesome. whatever they was could like, get cheap. She, That's whatever they could buy cheap. Yeah, <laughs> borrow yeah. it from the local feed store. Yeah. No, it's great. Your show jumping looked just effortless and flawless. I mean, you've always, I think, had a very good skill of making everybody else feel like they're working a lot harder than they should because it just <laughs> looks easy when you're doing it. <laughs> but oh. it, I know that so many of the horses that you ride are you don't get the easy rides, girl. But you make it look easy, and that show jump round was awesome and to see you cross the finish line and fist pump the air i just feel like you've been due for this for a long time and i was so excited for you congratulations oh thanks so much well i was i mean on that horse if if there's a rail down it's totally all me i mean he is a phenomenal jumper and he he's a very genuine horse and he tries really really hard um so you know it's really special because I had the tragedy last year of losing my riot gear horse mm-hmm. and we were um so we were able to get a group of owners together and and riot gear was 
kind of my next up and coming and he, he was a fantastic horse. And, um, so it was, a, it was it's been a difficult, it's, we're, I'm coming up on a year of losing him and it still feels kind of like yesterday. But, um, so when we found Kaz, there were some similarities, um, that I felt that, you know, never going to replace them, but, uh, your heart just gets bigger is what my mom always tells me. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, there's just certain things that cat reminded me of right gear. So it was really a special win. Um, this, this weekend. Yeah, very well deserved. And that's just, yeah, awesome. Now, I do know that somebody else in the truck with you right now had an also a big victory. Uh, yeah. Uh, Megan Malloy, my uh, groom slash working student, got uh, uh, the groom award for making my horses look pretty snazzy all weekend long. So her braids are on par. She's, she's definitely a perfectionist about that. So, uh, um, yeah, they looked fantastic. And so she was well-deserved in getting that award. Yay. Congratulations to both of you. Now I do also, before we let you go, I've got to make mention of your husband. Oh my gosh. He is just, I just don't think that you could have a bigger fan in the world. That guy is just, he is just so it's just his, his pride just radiates when he's talking about you. Oh, bless him. He was, he was crying. It was really a a funny moment because it felt like I, I mean, you guys know, I, I cry a lot typically talking (laughs) about my horses as well. Um, and so I guess it's just so surreal that the, this women stuff that everyone was crying, like Timothy kept teary eyes. Like, you know, I was very lucky to have my owners there, Vicky and Steve that are part of the Corsair syndicate. And Megan was like hugging me and crying. And it was, uh, yeah, it was very emotional, I know, and I appreciate all the support. I couldn't do it without um, everyone. You know, it, it definitely takes a village. So all of my sponsors and fans and um, everyone, it's it, it's just takes a lot of work. And I also need to give a shout-out to uh, Saffron Cresswell, who uh, produced um, Kaz up to the three-star level. Um, she's a young writer over in England, and she's done a, she did a great job, uh, getting him as a seven-year-old and producing him up. And then um, I'm just very lucky to be able to have the ride on such a nice classy horse. Well, you've produced your own share of them too. So you, you, you know what that takes and you give me teary eyed too. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, drive safe. We appreciate you coming on and talking to us and uh, congratulations and give Megan a big old high five from us as well and give Timothy a hug and tell him he's like, you know, makes me cry all the time. (laughs) I will do. Thank you guys. All right. Good luck. Well, that was fun. It sounds like everybody had a great time at Maryland over the weekend. And I'm sure that uh, the person she said from England that trained that horse up was watching and as happy as Elisa was. So that's very cool. The PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science. Their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They are dedicated to the scientific method but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. 
like Elisa's did over the weekend. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put their research to the test at horseinnovation.com. That's horseinnovation.com. And now we go to somebody else who had a good weekend over at the Thoroughbred Makeover in Kentucky. We talked to her a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about how she's going to compete her horse Cheddar, her Thoroughbred. And, of course, she had a little bit of a tough time with this horse in the beginning when she got this horse. But Don't we all? She didn't have a tough time over the weekend. She had a good time over the weekend. We have Colleen Nolan Tran on with us. She was on a couple of weeks ago to talk about her trip to the Thoroughbred Makeover in Kentucky. And I would say this went as well as you could have expected, if not a lot better. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, it went much better than expected. (laughs) You were very nervous going into this. And uh, thank God your husband was there because I think he kept you from exploding. Uh, But you, (laughs) I mean, my God, girl, you did very well. Kind of tell us, walk us through the, walk us through the competition. Oh, okay. Um, So you get there, well, we got there. Oh gosh, I don't even know what day it was. I think we got there on Sunday afternoon. I think we left Sunday at our house at like 4 a.m. So we went and stayed at a layover barn um, in Kentucky. And then Tuesday, Monday, listen, whatever day you can check in, we checked in. And <laughs> you do a little bit of ring familiarization. And day one, I was feeling a little bit nervous because I brought um, Cheddar in the ring to familiarize him. And he, well, it's not even, it's one of the schooling rings. Um, and Kristen, uh, host of Retired Racehorse Radio, coined the term sharp cheddar. <laughs> he was being a little spunky. <laughs> uh, but it was only up from there. The next day, he was really quiet. I schooled him in the Rolex and in the covered arena because we were doing dressage and freestyle. Wednesday was our dressage ride. And, um, you know, for a horse who had been <laughs> lame most of the month leading up to it, um, he went in and put in his best test of the season. So we ended up finishing out 11th overall and fourth amateur in like a massive field for dressage. Wow, there were so um, many. Yeah, in there that. were like a ton in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. We were sitting like fifth overnight the first day, and I was like, oh, I hope I hold on to my top 10 spot. Um, I did not. I was 11th. But uh, even better, the next day we went in and did our freestyle, and I really wasn't holding our breath for that because. Just due to the timing of things, we never successfully ran through the entire thing from start to finish, um, ever. (laughs) I mean, we have now twice, (laughs) Um, but that was in the preliminaries and the finale. (laughs) So what was your freestyle? Give us a play-by-play. So we were doing a bit of an 80s dance routine. So there's compulsory movements where you have to do trot, figure eight, uh, essentially a canter figure eight, and a simple or fine change if to back up. So for my trot circles, we did um, uh, waking up before you go-go and then just kind of trotted around in 80s year. And then we did our canner work and that horse has the most beautiful canner. So I was in there and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun because uh, they don't know where you're supposed to go. So it's really hard to mess up in such a way that it's <laughs> really messed up. So I'm in there having a great ride. Um, then the song changes. He's getting all of his like he got both of his leads. He went right on my aid. Everything was going great. Um, and then we finish up the canter work and we do the electric slide. He does the electric slide. Uh, I sit on him and tell him to do the electric slide. And then because one of the compulsory movements is backing up. And I thought it would be more fun if we did it that way. Um, and then we leg yield around. And at the end, we whip out a flag, a massive flag. I thought I ordered like a 
a reasonably sized flag, but I didn't realize five feet. That is the size of a human being. Um, <laughs> so I whip out a flag. All my props I keep in my pocket. So I kept two T-shirts with his face that I threw into the crowd. And then my other pocket, I had a massive flag that I unrolled and we cantered around the ring with the flag. I couldn't get him to hang out. I took your advice. I was like, they'll love it. And he was like, no, we better just regular canter. But uh, <laughs> the crowd liked it. <laughs> well, this is fantastic. Awesome. And you ended up coming in second then in the in the finals for freestyle? Yeah, we came into, after the preliminaries, we were sitting fourth. And I think really the way they score our compulsory movements is track canter. We got 10 for his halts and stacking he did well so he did all the compulsory movements really well one of the judges really liked us the other one didn't but in the finale there was a different judge who also um i don't know i think one of the judges really liked us and the other one thought we were okay but anyways um in the finale the big difference was they have the horses up on the jumbotron and that scared a lot of the horses in the finale uh, but not mine. Mine was like, okay, whatever. That guy's handsome. <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> there were actually a couple of stakes winning horses in the finale, mine being one of them. And I noticed both of them were totally chill with the crowd, totally chill with like the jumbotron. Um, so I guess the takeaway is if you're looking for a thoroughbred, go find yourself a stakes winner. I'm yeah, sure find a winner. Fine. Yeah, a ton of them hanging out. <laughs> yeah, All stakes winners that stakes aren't winners. used for breeding. Yeah, they're they're easy to find. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what? Who ended up winning the freestyle? Oh, you know, I don't know the name of the winner, but let me tell you about her routine. Okay, it was fantastic. Um, she and I think her horse's name was Extreme Irene. This is classic horse girl. I think I know the horse's name, but I don't know the rider. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so she did a Wizard of Oz routine where they had this massive tent. Actually, I'll come back to that. They had this massive tent that they used like with streamers and um, pool noodles hanging off the side of it that they spin around the horse to do like Wizard of Oz, the house blowing away. And then they basically do a five minute synopsis of the movie, The Wizard of Oz going through the most like insane like trail obstacle course while also doing their compulsory movements. Um, thrilled to come in second place because yeah, that would well, have been yeah. a really tough act to How are you going to beat that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's amazing about those, having done the freestyle, is you better have a darn good team with you if you have a lot of props because, oh my gosh, it happens so fast. So fast. Oh my God. They were in and out in seven minutes and 59 seconds. And you have eight minutes to get in and out. They had a truck driver. They had four people moving the tent and um, like they had a huge team. I had my pockets for my prop crew. (laughs) I kept my t-shirts in there in one pocket and my flag in the other. And actually in the finale, we made a couple of really good friends while we were down there. And I asked them to throw some extra t-shirts out into the crowd. They were my hype squad. So, um, but yes, they had quite a crew. It was a big contrast to mine. When I was going in the ring, they were like, my number was 208. They were like, 208 in the pink. (laughs) Where's your truck? Do you have a truck coming in? And I was like, no, all of my props are in my pockets. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Let's give, uh, let's give your horse husband some love too, because he is, he is like the quintessential horse husband. He is fantastic. 
So first of all, I had no idea he could clean a stall until this weekend. Um, but I kept saying, do you want to take the horse for a walk or clean the stall? And I'd come back and he's really good at it. So uh, keeping that in the mental bank. But yes, he <laughs> is like the perfect person. He really helped me choreograph and he did the music for my freestyle. He's the perfect person to do it with me because he knows just enough about horses to suggest things that are sometimes reasonable or entertaining or fun, or at least could be done. Um, but he also knows just enough, not about horses to be like, no, no one in the crowd's going to understand why that's interesting. People are going to be bored by that. So he really keeps me on track when I was putting together my freestyle. So he, um, he really was after me about the way I was holding my flag. He was like, really slap it out behind you. And I was like, damn, it's going to scare the horse. It didn't. He was right. Um, <laughs> but he was really keeping me on task. And then the music, um, he's, we're both software engineers, but he has a dual degree in like digital media, something, something creative. Um, so he Horse girl together, like, didn't know what he yeah, does. has no idea like, what oh. he does. Well, I know what he does, but I don't know what he did. Something cool. So I just, I was like, can you help me with the music? And I had like kind of told him how long I wanted each piece to run for. And he assembled it. He gave me little cues in between each song. So I was able to actually get my transitions and get where I needed to be on time. Uh, yeah. Usually you're like, thanks to my horse husband for coming along with me and being so supportive. And he did all of that. But extra thanks to my horse husband, because I don't think I would have had a very good routine if it wasn't for him. Look at him. I'm not jealous at all. Mine didn't even come. (laughs) (laughs) We were there supporting you. You did I'm have a fan mad. club. I, though. You did I, a, I did. I did. Yeah. You were there. It was awesome. Well, I had a bunch of listeners there, too, so that helped. You, and I heard yeah. you met some of uh, the fellow auditors and stuff over yeah. the weekend. Oh, yes. Shannon came. So Shannon met my husband last year. She came by my stall, and I wasn't there, but he was there. Um, but I finally met Shannon. Uh, she helped me pick out my outfit for the jog. And then I saw Joy. Joy interviewed me. Um, she kept me very sane because... Um, I was, I was very calm going into my preliminary freestyle because I was like, wow, we're just here to have fun. This is going to be fun. Who cares? Um, and then when I made it into the finale, I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw <laughs> up. <laughs> so Joy did an interview with me. We were just chatting for a while. And then pretty much as soon as she left, reality set in. And I was like, I was like wow, I'm really not that nervous. I was, you can tell. Listen to the interview on Retired Resource Radio. <laughs> okay, but um, I was like, you know, I'm really keeping it together. And then as soon as she left, I was just sweating buckets and I couldn't eat and I was pacing in circles. And I was like, oh, do I come back? <laughs> <laughs> You're my emotional support animal. Yeah. <laughs> come back. Joy does have that kind of chill vibe, so it definitely helps. <laughs> well, you can hear that interview over at Retired Racehorse Radio. I'm sure that'll be coming out soon. Congratulations again. We're so proud of you and everything you've done here. I know it was a lot of work. Your horse didn't cooperate most of the time. He decided to be lame. <laughs> so what happens to the horse now? What, what, what are the goals? Well, I technically have him listed for sale, but please don't buy him because I would like to keep him. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I do have my horse from last year, my 2021 horse. I'm like, one of them has to go. Um, so if anyone's looking for a retired race horse project graduate from last year, <laughs> hit me up. He's also great. But um, 
But yeah, don't I, take I'm my good one. Just... Yeah, don't take the good one. Here, take the bad one. Here, you can have this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, that one only came in, what, like 30th place? Yeah, that's like really bad ads. Place. Here, I'm, I, I want to trade yeah, my yeah. crappy horse to your perfectly trained horse. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, so, but um, I think I'm planning to hold on to him. I'll probably continue trying to move him up the levels in dressage. He's just a fun guy, so I'll probably, you know, take him out to some hunter paces. I'm thinking about fox hunting with him, but for now, he's going to have some time off. We're both going to take some naps and <laughs> try to recover from that trip. And then on Friday, I head to the Standard Bread National Show. <laughs> well, good for you. Okay, congratulations to you and Cheddar and Dan, all of you. Uh, and Cheddar. Yes. Not moldy Cheddar. <laughs> no, well, that's he was right. the regular Cheddar by the finale. <laughs> yes, yes. He was mild Cheddar by the finale. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Colleen. We appreciate you joining us. Take care. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bye. bye. What a fun day to have uh, to have a bunch of winners on the show. <laughs> it just makes me want to go do more stuff. I know. Well, you got a horse now. That's why you got this new horse, right? Was so you could I, go do stuff. Exactly. So yeah. I got. I did. I was able to get on him on. So I think right before we left and I was like, oh, I'm going to get on him. I just want to get on him before I go on the trip because I'm just dying to get on this horse. So I get on him and he was great. I mean, there's there's a reason I could afford him. And there are some some quirks and stuff that we have to kind of work through. But one of the things he he, he was he was great. But then I went to get on him yesterday and I had just gotten a horse in training who is in the paddock next to the round pen and just galloped and whinnied the whole entire time. And it was like a little cold and like kind of windy. And there's a thoroughbred galloping around and screaming. And I had him in the round pin next to him. And I'm like, mm, this is how people die. I was like, <laughs> I think we're going to, we're just going to play on the ground today. So right after the show, I'm going to go down the ride again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Hey, we're not doing a post show today, but do we have, we have time for a few equestrian first world problems, right? All right, let's do it. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, it will be. And again, remember, these are problems that our listeners have, our auditors. And uh, every Sunday I put a post in the auditor Facebook page and say, what are your problems? And uh they always seem to have more. Now, Glenn, if they, if you want to participate, how do you become an auditor? Just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the group. We're going to start with Laura because, Laura, I feel this a little bit. And uh, she says, I haven't ridden more than a few times in six months because I had an injured horse. And so now I had my first riding lesson. Strong chance I can't walk tomorrow. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sore from riding my horse. Gwen says, I have a really cute matching Weatherbeat saddle pad and a bonnet. And they're ombre orange to yellow. And my horse is black, so everything looks good on her. But my bridle is black and pink, and the pink clashes with the orange and yellow. <laughs> pink and orange don't go together. No, even I know that. <laughs> yeah. Tanya, I get it. My father-in-law has an injured cow and he wants to move it home to our home farm. And his stock trailer has a bad floor. And he asked to borrow my new shiny horse trailer. To oh, try no, and you can't put a cow, cow in that. No. And her calf. And I love my father-in-law, but I love my trailer more. So. 
did she say no? <laughs> she said so. So, I mean, you did the math. That would be a no. I would. They poop on walls. Like, they yeah, poop the walls. They violently poop. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth says, I really want to order a new saddle from England while the exchange rate is good. But, like, I have to buy hay for my nine horses. <laughs> I wonder, problem. though, if the sh- current very large shipping rates just make up for the exchange rate. You know what I mean? And it ends up even anyway. Listen, don't lo- make everything <laughs> logical, Glenn. I'm oh, sorry. Shh. Sorry. Um, Hillary says every breech or shirt on seasonal clearance right now is navy blue. And I don't do navy blue, but I want to buy new things on clearance and feel like I got a deal. I know you want to feel like they're free, but it's not if it's not your favorite color. Um, just buy it anyway. I was just going to say, who is, you don't usually hear people having a problem with navy blue. <laughs> it's like, well, Emily went on and said, I don't like navy either. Oh, geez. Yeah, well, who knew? Jeez. So um, <laughs> Carrie says, my horse is so cute and I just want to hang out with him, but I have to work to afford him. <laughs> I know the feeling. It sucks. Diane says, we close on our horse property in two weeks, but then we have to go on our Caribbean cruise before we can really even start doing any work on it. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Avery That's says a rough I life finished right there. On, I know. I'm so sad. Uh, Avery says, I finished on my dressage score in a one-day event last weekend, and I took second. But my dressage score was, like, horrible, so my coach turned my regular jump lesson into a dressage lesson this weekend, and we were both so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ride, so you don't appreciate that. But, yeah, you think you're going to jump, and then, like, dressage day. You're like, come on. Jennifer says, and I had to do this shameless plug. Jennifer says, I couldn't sign up for Jamie's Monty Roberts course because I'll be at a resort in Mexico. I think vacations are so overrated. <laughs> this would have been a vacation, Jennifer. Sort of. Separate's really hard work. Uh, Anna says, I, by the way, that clinic starts next Monday. Um, Anna says, I normally listen to Heels Down Happy Hour while I do laundry on Sunday nights. But tonight, my husband decided he wanted to help me, so I didn't get to listen. (laughs) Claire says, we're adding on to our barn, but when it's done, it's going to like partially block the view of our pasture from our deck. (laughs) <laughs> There's a first world problem for it. <laughs> Should have planned that better. <laughs> I mean, it's going to like partially yeah. block my view by making a bigger barn. Yeah. Um, April says, I went to the Renaissance Festival with some friends and we took a carriage ride, but my friends kept like wanting to leave to go do other things and wouldn't let me stay and spend time with the horse. And obviously, their priorities are all wrong. <laughs> <sighs> Finally, we have our winner. It goes to Rebecca. I was at the Maryland Fives. I was at the Maryland Five Star on Sunday and I got a Bloody Mary. And the bartender asked me if I wanted a straw. And I said yes, but then he couldn't find one. So I had to watch the five star show jumping, drinking from a cup. <laughs> That might be the best one we ever had. Uh, like a homeless person. 
God, my Bloody Mary <laughs> ring size to the It would be hard to drink a Bloody Mary so from the cup. <laughs> That red mustache the whole time. Oh, <laughs> that has to be God. the best one we've ever had. That's to win an award. <laughs> you get a check for $1 million from Glenn. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with the Certified Horsemanship Association. And then uh, I think you're going to be back on Wednesday and Friday this week as well. So we have a full week planned for you this week. Be sure to hang out here with us. We will not have a post-show today because we ran a little long getting all of this done. It's ironic. I am traveling and Jamie had the tech problems this morning. So. I think it was your fault. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. And we still don't know why it happened. So welcome to the world of technology. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld. Bye.